Thank you for listening to Remake Rewind, the podcast where side of remakes or reboots should have happened. I'm Mike. As always with me, I've got my two co-hosts. I've got Double D. What's up, little buddy? Yo, Mike. And uh, we've got Alex. What's up, other little buddy? Yo, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So this is Halloween special two of three. Two of three. <clears throat> and uh, we're covering, I don't know if we want to call this a classic, uh, even though it's cre- the. It's made by a classic horror film director, you know, one of the most famous horror, uh, horror film directors of all time, George Romero. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's not Dawn of the Dead. We already did that several years back. We are covering The Crazies. And uh, yeah, have you guys seen either of these before? I've seen the newer one. I've never seen the original, and uh, apparently for good reason. <laughs> yeah, the original one's been on my uh, my bucket list for quite a while. And I was really looking forward to watching it. And I really don't know why. <laughs> and I, I think this is going to be a little blasphemous. I'm sure this will upset some people. Uh, we don't have a huge audience. So I don't think we're going to upset too many people. <laughs> but George Romero is the you know the godfather of zombie films. He's one of the most famous, iconic horror directors of all time. Especially because of Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Dead. Yeah. Which are great films. Dawn of the Dead... The original one to this day is still one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, if you got, go back and listen to this episode, um, is the first year that we did Halloween specials on. Uh, very near and dear to my heart because my dad lied and said it was based because it, it's an old movie, so it's grainy and whatnot. And it, to me, that's what documentaries looked like. So I told my dad it looks like a documentary. My dad said it was a documentary. The zombies really existed. This happened, you know, a long time ago. Fucked me up as a child for a long time. So George Romero's <laughs> been a big part of my childhood. And I went like when he did his the fourth of the dead movies when he did um, Land of the Dead. Oof. I worked at the movie theater. I was super excited to see it and very disappointed. Uh, I've seen Monkey Shine, not a very good movie. And then he did a bunch of direct to DVD, you know, knock bullshit zombie movies afterwards. So I feel like he's kind of like a two two hit wonder maybe two hit wonder after watching this. Day of the Dead's good. He, Day of the Dead's decent it's not as good as dawn of the dead or night, uh, night, night of the dead. dead yeah it's not it's it's interesting but it has like the zombie who's kind of smart and is kept as a pet yeah but that's not what we're talking about <laughs> we, i mean it's hard not to talk about the legacy of george romero r.i.p when we're talking about the crazies but uh this this was remade in i think it was 2010 yep. with uh timothy oliphant <laughs> and i saw that movie at a midnight show i you know i just had turned 21 not too long before and I used to go to midnight shows all the time. We'd go to BJ's, get a couple pitchers of beer, get inebriated, and then sober up watching movies on Thursday nights. And this was back when they were at midnight. This was also one of the first Blu-rays that I owned. So I used to watch this all the time, although it's probably been like seven or eight years since I've watched it. So I'm ready to talk about it. Who's got a synopsis? That would be me. <clears throat> this is from David. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> a biological <laughs> weapon gone awry is only the start of problems in a little town of Evans City. Pennsylvania. Bouts of insanity in the <laughs> populace are leading to murder Pause for dramatic effect. and rioting <laughs> until the U.S. Army turns up and things really start going to hell. And that's from David. Thank you, David. Thanks, Dave. Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, so this movie was filmed in Evans, Pennsylvania and took place in Evans, Pennsylvania. It's also one of the, it's part of it is the same city that they filmed parts of uh, Dawn of the Dead in. Hmm. Yep, so the more rural scenes before they actually get to the mall. Filmed in the same city. Uh, 
highlights. Who who has the highlight? All right, of this I film? got one. I got one. The lady sweeping the grass. Damn it! You took my. <laughs> <The lady sweeping laughs> well, that whole thing, even in that same scene, the lady sweeping the gla- the the grass was funny. But there was a guy who had like a trident. <laughs> it was a pitchfork, uh, but he, like he just like stabs the guy in the arm and then like pins the guy to the ground by the arm yep. and then just like walks away yeah. and then you see the woman sweeping item like it's a weird movie. Oh, so weird, it's dude. so weird. Ha- did you guys have problems watching it? I yeah. did. I, I mean, like it was like uh, the first half hour. I think I texted you guys. I was like first half hour through and I wanted to be done already. <laughs> like, it was very difficult. It to took watch. me three tries to watch this movie. <laughs> So I watched this on like Thursday or like Wednesday or Thursday. I started to watch this and I just I kept getting distracted by things on my phone and then I fell asleep and I remember falling asleep and seeing like quote unquote crazies killing people and then you know the soldiers using flamethrowers and then I fell asleep and looked at my phone and woke up like a half hour later and saw the exact same thing like the exact same thing and i was like did i pause this did katrina pause this for me is it the same thing nope the ticker in the movie definitely went by and then i watched a few minutes fell asleep and then woke up again and the same thing happened (laughs) it was super repetitive yeah it was uh very strangely paced yeah and then i rewatched it again on sunday morning saturday saturday or sunday morning i watched it again and just went through it and i was just kind of you know, I had to force myself to watch this, and I was really looking forward to watching this. I I really wanted to like this, and it turns out like this movie, the only reason it has a cult following is because it's George Romero. This movie did not do well mm. financially. It did not do well critically. They re-released this movie in every region of the United States. They released it under a different name, <laughs> so they released it under like four or five names. Um, the version that I watched on Amazon Prime, even though it said Crazies. Uh, on the poster and everything and when you pause it it said that but once it got past that intro scene it said codename Trixie it said Lee I can't remember the name of the producer but it's like Lee something presents codename Trixie which is just one of many names that this was released under weird interesting you guys know who produced this film well I just said it's Lee something Lee something but it was a pornography producer oh wow that makes sense it's pretty relevant though you know why why So back in the day, way back yonder, before any of us were even a sparkle (laughs) in our dad's genitals. (laughs) Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania, (laughs) back in Pennsylvania. (laughs) No, so George Romero did um, Night of the Dead, which was a huge hit. You know, it it changed cinema forever. It really did. It, It made zombies what they are today. Right after the success of that movie, because it was made with basically no money, a lot of studios were offering George Romero money to do horror films. And he didn't want to do that because at the time, horror was basically, depending on who you asked, it was just a step above porn. And in some communities, it was even considered a step below porn. So he really <laughs> wanted to make some like serious films. So he did like one serious film, which actually starred the guy who's like the scientist in this and the uh, zombie expert in Dawn of the Dead. He... He did that and it didn't do very well. So then he kind of bridged the gap and did like a dramatic film that happened to star a woman who became a witch and both bombed. So he decided to kind of go back to this and this porn guy was like, hey, I'll produce the film, fronted $250,000 for this film. And they went to the small town in Pennsylvania. Uh, A lot of the extras are just townsfolk. Um, Most of the soldiers were just high school students. Uh, who put on costumes. <laughs> All the special effects were done by Tony Pantanello, who did most of the special effects for a lot of George Romero's films, uh, who's also like one of the motorcycle guys in Dawn of the Dead. 
he did all the special effects and then all the pyrotechnics and explosives and squibs were done by the local fire department. So like this was done on a shoestring budget and not a lot going on. Yeah. I mean there was a lot going on cinematically. I guess. I mean, more like there was a lot of pieces they put together in this movie that didn't make sense. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This movie for me was just so s- scattered. Everything was like it's, jumping around so often. I have one big problem with it overall, and I'll get to in a second. But because you stole Alex's, you know, kind of <laughs> the sweeper big thing, Alex, do you have anything else you want to talk about in this movie? Any highlights? Uh, Can you think of anything else? Highlights. The the one that really disturbed me was the the one scene with the the daughter and the dad. Oh, oh yeah, that was weird. I was like, I didn't actually think they would go through with it, and they did. And I was like, I don't. What am I watching? Like, what? <laughs> I didn't get told because initially it seemed like trigger warning. If you don't, just skip ahead if you have any domestic stuff for probably like thirty seconds to a, to a minute. But there's there's this girl who we don't know how old she is. We're supposed to assume she's a teenager. Um, her mom died, so it's her and her dad are going around with um, the leads, David, Judy, and um, Clank. And it seems like Clank is into this, like, teenage girl. But then there's this point where the dad's saying that she's all he has. And then there's a scene where he's, like, fucking her. And it's, like, initially it seems like a rape. But then she's, like, laughing and seems to be enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And then Clank seems jealous. (laughs) It's just fucking weird. Yeah, it was super weird. And then... It wasn't short, either. No, it just was a long scene. Yeah, it was, like, a good 30 seconds of him just, like, gyrating on top of her. And then he goes and like hangs himself and everyone's like looking at Clank. He's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. It's a fucking totally. weird movie. And the movie opens with like a dad trying to murder his whole family. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. How did those kids get out? They didn't show. Yeah. I don't know. But the, the other thing that's weird about this movie is there really isn't a villain in this movie. Like, who are we supposed to be afraid of the crazies? Because they're te- all the crazies are technically victims. Which, he, some of them were just violent. Some of them were fucking crazy. <laughs> goofy. And some of them, is it the military? Because the military seemed inept. And they're, you know, there were, like, the colonel guy really seemed to want to be doing the best. And he was just handed, like, a shit sandwich. <laughs> yep. And told to, like, bite down. This is what you've got. Because the military is ill-equipped. And then, I guess, the soldiers in the white mask. But... But even know, then, like, they seemed like they, they wanted to help people, though. They did. Like, all, too often, they would take off their masks and be, like, hiding out in, like, a shelter and being like, hey, you know, we'll, uh, this is weird, and, like, what's going on? And, you know, the, everybody seemed to want to help, so there really isn't a villain or a bad guy or an entity to be afraid of in this. just the virus. But even the virus, like, so I think this is the biggest problem I have with the movie compared to the new one, and... Obviously, we'll go back and forth a little bit, but I don't feel like the crazies were crazy enough in this. Well, I did like that there was different levels of crazy in this one. Like, But the problem is there's one line of dialogue that makes it where you don't really know if there are legitimately, if some of the violent people are legitimately crazy. So there's a line of dialogue where David says something along the lines after they declare martial law and he says, or may, the and the mayor says something similar that if you declare martial law, and you try to take these people's weapons, they're going to fight back. And then David says something along the lines of, like, there's some rednecks and hillbillies out there who are just waiting for an excuse to shoot people. And 
kind of thing. So it's like, you, and you see this, and like even at the end of the movie, there's a point where um, Judy is now infected, and she ends up getting herself revealed because she's supposed to be hiding, and so she's just kind of like running around, and you see these like guys like running and shooting. And then they shoot her, and then they just all stop. And they're like, oh, hey, David, how are you doing? Like, <laughs> they were just going around killing things. Like, they weren't crazy. But they were crazy. I don't know if they actually were, because, like, they immediately <laughs> stop. And like, hey, David, how are you doing? I don't, I don't think oh, you you're a else. firefighter. He's cool, guys. Don't shoot him. <laughs> kind of thing. So it seems like those guys were just going around either trying to stop the crazies and kill the soldiers. But, but it, I the think lines that, are so that blurred. It just brings more of the fear to the movie, because you don't know who's who or what's what. Until you get in close, and I, you're gonna yes. die either way. Maybe, but there's still it. Just it didn't seem. I think it, it definitely could have been handled better. Like the, the it, it I, you you do have some points, uh, Mike, and I also see some points with you, David. But it's just I don't think the movie handled those topics too well. Where like really, I, I didn't care. <laughs> like I, yeah, no, I didn't and that's care. the thing where like George Romero normally has some, normally are pretty heavy handed. But they make sense is he normally has some sort of satire and theme like Dawn of the Dead is very anti-consumerism. Like, and it's very apparent and very obvious uh, throughout the whole movie. And this, like, I can't really tell what the message is supposed to be like at all. So it's it's is it anti-military? Is it anti-chemical weapons? Is it anti-weapon? Is it anti-Second Amendment? Like, what is it? Mm, it's a story. <laughs> Tell me what it is. <laughs> no, I, I, I really don't know exactly what it is. That That's the thing that I couldn't really get. And I kind of feel like this is a precursor to Dawn of the Dead. Like, I feel like this is a natural segue into it because there's obviously, you know, these aren't direct zombies, but there is a, a mentality to it. But I don't know. <laughs> how did you guys feel about how they handled, like, the quarantine? That was so bad. Put everyone into high school. <laughs> I just don't get it that there was no like there was no screening process to try to keep or, them yeah, separate. It was just so bad. It just put everybody in the room. Even the, and the they didn't scientists. know who the doctor was. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that made no sense. Well, and the, the one thing I do like about the movie is the ending is pretty ambiguous as to whether or not like the whole time they just pulled this random scientist who'd happened to be working on the project and the whole time he's like I'm not even the lead guy I'm just like one of the dudes but I'm, I'm your not... best hope <laughs> he goes but I'm already well he was like put me on a plane there's nothing I can do and they're like we're already here we're not going to send another guy so eventually he kind of just like fine fuck it but then I'll fucking, fucking try to find it <laughs> well but the thing is you <laughs> don't really know cuz he keeps saying that he there's no way there's no way and then he's like, he starts to act a little erratic yeah. and it's, it's possible because he hasn't slept. It's possible because he's stressed, but he's like, am I seeing this? And then Should he pulls like crazy. the, his assistant over and she's like, I don't see what you're seeing. Explain it to me. And he's like, there's no time. And then he like <laughs> then runs off running with around with two open vials. <laughs> yeah. He's just running around with two vials and like, you know, there's a town full of crazies and the soldiers don't know what's going on. They just see this guy <laughs> running around with blood and they should know who he is. And then he breaks it. And then afterwards, well, the, like, how did the, he the, die? He fell down over. They they accidentally knocked him over the the ledge of the stairs, oh, okay, and so then he it cracked his head. It just looked the, like he just fell over. There was a sequence. No, it showed him tumble. He fell over the like the rail, okay. and then he cra- You hit. You see him hit his head. <laughs> I see the blood, and you there, see, and then you see the there blood was obviously like, coming from his hand. 
there is a yeah. sequence where he like he he drops it down and i thought he did it purposely because he looks down at it as he dropped it and then it just cuts to it being smashed i was like oh what yeah that was a little what? weird it was supposed to be like they ran into him <laughs> but they clearly didn't have like the budget to do the take again because that's what it was supposed to be is that they all the crazies like stampeded and bumped him and made him drop the blood and then he fell over <laughs> which is weird and then there's this whole like thing where they talk about and it, it, it the math didn't line up but they said something along the lines of like the town had 3500 people in it and they said that you know, 1% of people or something like that, one in 10,000 or some shit like that would be immune and they need to find the immune person. So statistically, you know, it's possible that there wouldn't even be somebody in the town that's immune, whatever. <laughs> but they, they talk about later on as they're getting ready to wrap up and send the colonel to the next town because they're like, yeah, we're pretty sure people got out. So we're going to have to go to the next town. <laughs> but and you're the best bet because you've gone through it. You're the only one because at least you went through this before. I I loved his, his response though. They're like that one scientist is like, eh, we'll we'll figure it out sooner or later. He's like sooner or later. And <laughs> well, his whole thing was it's like, wait a second, you guys have been here for the plane crashed a couple of days ago. They're like, yeah, we came as got here the the day that it landed or it crashed. And he goes, you guys didn't have people ready for this. And then he goes, well, it's supposed to be like deactivated it's 90 and he goes that means it's 99 percent. so one percent like that and that's your military standard that's not my standard <laughs> and everything so you know the one soldier was just like well you know we did the best we could do and then the colonel gets there and he's like this is not a, a vaccine this is a uh, chemical weapon whatever and then he keeps saying like i want to do this and he'll say like i want to put a guard every 25 feet and they keep saying we don't have enough people to do that and he's like we'll get me more people but then meanwhile like there's some like government people that we see every once in a while. They're like, maybe we should just nuke the town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. But then like they're kind of bumbling and goofy. It's just I love like, their who, hair. It's just so weird and goofy, and it just seems like everybody is inept. <laughs> and then finally at the end, they you know, David shows up and he hears them talking about being immune and he doesn't say anything. Uh it's just I don't know. It's just a weird movie. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah. if there's anything else. Judy, I, I liked where he kind of hid Judy in the cinder blocks and she just kept sticking her hand out. And then when somebody would look, she'd pull it back slowly. <laughs> it was just super awkward. And she kept laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the other thing I thought <laughs> Wait, was weird again, was. Mike, do it again. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> uh, the other thing I thought was really weird was Clank starts to go mad. And you see it early when they go to try to get information. And he, David is like, sleeper holding some guy for some information and then clank just goes and stabs him and then they're like david's like fuck and so they go into the house and he's like interrogating one guy and then clank just decides to kill like everybody because the guy moved and david's like whatever this sucks why are you doing this bro but he doesn't really like think of say anything but then like david does kind of freak out and he's like i'm sick i see these soldiers i'm gonna like distract him for you guys and then he fight like he fights them off for a little bit, and he's just kind of like sitting there. And this soldier just like walks right up to him, <laughs> shoots him in the head, and, and shoots him slowly. in the head. And then he moves around for like thirty seconds yeah, after he gets shot in the head. Weird. <laughs> like he, he like touches a few Help. things. He turns, looks around. He like caresses the tree. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. It's fucking weird. <laughs> and it's like not a like I understand like some you can survive getting shot in the head, but a lot of times when you see that in other movies or in real life, it's like they're shot from a weird angle and it goes upwards or downwards and it only hits like a freshman. This was like straight, <laughs> straight side straight of the throat. head and his <laughs> all of his side brain. of the head explodes <laughs> out. Like it's like there's a hole in the side of his head that's like the size of a baseball. 
<laughs> like you don't move around after that. It's like if it's you told stupid. a kid to die. Like oh, man. <laughs> the other thing that I thought was weird, and I think this is my last n- main note, because like it, there's no triage process. Like the whole thing is there's no triage process. The, 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 the crazies act weird, but at the end, David hides Judy in these cinder blocks, and he's like, "Hey, we're just gonna hide here until like the soldiers leave." You stay here. Don't be quiet. I can't put these blocks down from the inside, which you totally could have. Oh, yeah, like, you could have stacked me behind. Like, you could have made that work. But then he goes and hides in the most obvious place. Like, he goes hides in a tower looking over the field. <laughs> and sure enough, as soon as the soldiers show up, he just, like, they immediately go oh. to where he's hiding. <laughs> Are you going to mention how he, like, gets rid of him by talking to the mask? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I did like that. I'm taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Upstairs, like <laughs> an A. Oh man, this is dumb. Ready for the next one, guys? Yeah, uh, yeah. 2010, the crazies. This one is from uh, a Met goes on. All right, all right. A Met goes on. Squash banana. Man, man, man. Sorry, Pennsylvania. As a toxin begin. God damn it. <laughs> As a toxin begins to turn the residents of Ogden Marsh, Iowa, into violent psychopaths, Sheriff. David Dutton tries to make sense of the situation while he, his wife, and two other unaffected townspeople band together in a fight for survival. Yeah. Yeah. Pennsylvania. You You want to hear something interesting about Iowa? Mm, Sure. I don't know if it's a thing. Hey, shut the fuck up. Sorry, Iowa. Hundreds of thousands of people. Probably. A little bit less now. So I, for work, my territory is the Midwest. So I, Iowa actually is one of the states that I cover. And I was hosting uh, one of my, my clients in Iowa was at my um, work for training. And he, I had to, you know, take him out to lunch and you were say take him to else. dinner and, and all that stuff and keep him entertained. Uh, he was born and raised in Iowa. Turns out Jason Momoa is from Iowa as well, not Hawaii. Whoa. Hmm. And it turns out Brandon Ralph is also who played Superman is also from Iowa, and it, this guy that I entertained went to high school with Jason Momoa and said Jason Momoa is super nice, which it looks like Jason Momoa is really nice in like social media and interviews and whatnot. He said Brad and Ralph went to a high school, you know, the next town over, and actually was on the swim team. And my my client said that he is faster than Superman in the water. So, yeah, just something interesting. I had no idea both those people were from <laughs> Iowa. Humble brag. <laughs> Brag. Yeah, that's what he's. Yeah, that's something I actually said to him. I actually, what I said was brag. Uh, but this movie, I, I think the the crazies are handled much better. They they start kind of we you know weird and they kind of are a little loopy. They repeat themselves and then they kind of become like a blank slate and then they come like almost like rage zombies in Twenty Eight Days Later. But there's still an intelligence around them the entire time. Like they know how to use weapons, they know how to open doors, they know how to drive cars. They can set traps. Like I thought, this was much more interesting and scary than, you know, even Twenty Eight Days Later to an extent. Like Twenty Eight Days Later is a terrifying film because of like how ragey they get. Hmm. But intelligent zombies are even scarier than running zombies. And running zombies are pretty scary. <laughs> running zombies are pretty scary. But what about running zombies that are also intelligent and can use weapons, guns, and drive and set traps? It's just, yeah, I thought it's that, just people the using the guns. <laughs> it's, was, yeah. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> They're just angry people. Uninhibited. <laughs> well, the thing that's interesting is like some of them, depending on the level that they're at, they have their memories and they just don't have any inhibitions and are willing to kill. And then some of them are just become completely deranged. Like 
and so there's still like those levels that David liked about the original. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the levels are just crazy. Like it's it's so much more obvious that there's a crazy person versus somebody who's just like taking advantage of the situation. You know the Metascore critic for this new one is actually lower than the old one. That's crazy. I crazies. Legitimately, I I really enjoyed watching this one. Like it I like I said I had this on Blu-ray, but I probably haven't watched it since it came out on Blu-ray. Like I probably watched it once or twice and haven't watched it probably in 6 or 7 years, but I it's been long enough that I honestly didn't remember a lot of it. Yeah, same. I, I saw it in theaters and I think I bought it on like a Black Friday deal for like 7 bucks, but I never watched it on Blu-ray. But uh, I did see it in theaters, and I don't remember thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, same. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> what, what did you guys think around this time? Did you guys enjoy it? I, mean, don't uh, I don't know do... that enjoy is the right word, but I definitely, definitely liked it better than yeah, the old one. Yeah, more watchable than the old one. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely watchable. I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, it knew exactly what it was trying to be. Yeah. It, Timothy Oliphant. And it had some – there's nothing groundbreaking about it. I'm just not a big fan of Timothy Oliphant, except in Justified. And I what? have to say, this is his closest movie role to Justified character. I'm playing Bullock in you, Deadwood. <laughs> I love Timothy Oliphant. I thought he was, say what you will about Die Hard 4. That's I know what a lot I was going to say. Like Ever it. since that, I just <laughs> lost my respect for it. <laughs> I think he's good in that. He's role. great at Hitman, and <laughs> well, Hitman's not a good movie. I'm not gonna, but I'm not going to hold that against him. He was trying to get out of TV and into movies, but I think he's really great. I thought he was solid in this. I really like him in um, that Netflix show, uh, Santa Clarita Diet. He's fantastic at that. He's hilarious. He's charming. Uh, he's been on a couple podcasts that I listened to lately, and he is hilarious. Uh, and he seems genuinely nice and funny and charismatic. I, I think he's he's great. I, I like him a lot, so he's he's pretty funny in like his couple episode arc in the office. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think he's good. I think he's he's really good. And uh, Double D, you can go fuck yourself. I do. Yeah, I mean what? <laughs> <laughs> and I like how as he's aged, he's gotten more handsome, and he's got that salt and pepper look. Like I kind of wish as my hair gets grayer that I kind of get hair like his, where that salt and pepper look in the temples. That's what I want. So. He's what I strive to be, okay? <laughs> Good for you, Mike. Have a I like goal. Timothy Oliphant. You can go fuck yourself, Double E. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. I don't know. You bitch. I think there's a lot to talk about in this one. I think there's some interesting things going on in it. Uh, and I like how there's things that are kind of foreshadowed and then come back, and then there's, you know, you have, the, you have kind of that, the layer where there's a point where you think they're that these rednecks that are just killing people for sport. And then it turns out they're not, they're actually are crazy, but like, it's kind of ambiguous initially. Yeah. I thought there's a lot people. going on. No. Cause like the same guys you find later no, on. And I they mean, are like originally being... when we first see them killing people in the streets, I, I thought they were just hunting people down just for the fun of it. I, I think that they were probably both crazy, but they hadn't like devolved physically like the rest of them start yeah. to do. Uh, I mean, this movie, I think, has a pretty solid opening where, you know, foreshadows a lot. Like, you see the house burning down, then it fast-forwards or rewinds two days back. And you see, like, that guy shows up on the baseball field with a shotgun. And he's just kind of like a blank slate, and David has to kill him. And then, you know, there's a few really cool moments where, like, you're starting to figure things out. Like, in the mortuary, I thought that scene was solid. You know, it's not that you haven't seen the only thing that bouncing I don't like is that it before. does double scares back-to-back. What do you mean? There's like a sequence. Explain it. Um, so it was 
he in the mortuary he he, he un- cuts the guy's lips off to free him then a guy behind him is there no to, yeah <laughs> to scare him he deals with him and then it has that buzzsaw sequence i'm like it, it just defeats the purpose like why i don't why you ha- see it, that it's like a, but, but the problem is it's not a like i think you see i think they even did that in spider-man 3 wait with the buzzsaw thing where like when doc ock or no so not spider-man 3 spider-man 2 when Doc Ock's in surgery and they're trying to cut the thing off, I think there's something similar to that. Like you've, de- I've definitely seen in other movies where you know a bad guy has the saw like that and it's bouncing across the floor and it stops. Like I've definitely seen that in other movies, so there's nothing unique about that. But I did like how he stopped him, how he like yanked on the cord and it pulled the guy's arm down and it like cut his own neck, you know, cut his own neck. Like there, there was at least some creative kills in this. You know, there's a point where he's under an oil, like under a car in an oil change place. And he slides like that drip plan down and then lights it on fire. Like there's some unique kills in this. Um, I don't think there are any that are completely unique to the film that like, this is the only movie that's done it. But I think that what I like about it is every time they're in a different environment, they use the environment to their advantage. And you know, it, it does feel frenetic. It does feel frantic. It does feel like they are fighting for survival the whole time and just doing what they can to survive. So I did appreciate that aspect. Yeah. What it (laughs) did, essentially, to be honest, it made the movie, the the original, more streamlined. He got rid of the military aspect. So it tells what one... It didn't, though. I mean, he got rid of the story of the military side. Yeah, it made it more... it, It streamlined it from the original because it made it like... It made it like the military... I think it was more defined that you should be afraid of the military and the crazies. Because in this version, the military ultimately killed the entire town. Yeah, with the which I, I didn't get. Why? What was the point of them separating the the just to in, kill them infected all? and non-infected? They're just kidding. I think it would well, have I been the, easier the, for this, them to manage at that point. I, I think that's exactly what it was: is get all the inf- strap down all the infected over here. We're gonna bomb the city anyway, but if we at least separate people, we will. We can kind of act like we're saving them. They'll be more cooperative, and it'll be easy to terminate them. Right. Mm. So I guess that makes sense. I did like that that scene where they're like starting to separate people, and Judy. Could, I don't understand why her being pregnant automatically gave her a fever. I've never yeah. heard of that. Um, but there's a point where Timothy Oliphant's character David wants to like escape, and this like town guy goes, "What's the point?" And he goes, "She's my wife." And he goes, and he explains that his wife got taken too. And he's like, "Look, I'll tell you what. If you don't ask me why I have to go after my wife, I won't ask you why you won't go after yours." Uh- it's, yeah, something along it's different those lines. though, because like a errand. Because uh, Seth Bullock knew that his wife wasn't infected. If if this guy he thinks his wife is infected, like he he doesn't. Right. His wife's like, my but wife at this has point, they don't know enough about it to know if there's a cure or anything. Like I I can get I I agree to an extent, but also it's like the fact that he's questioning, and I can see why Timothy Oliphant would be upset. Like he's upset that the guy is questioning him. And everything. It, 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 I I can see both points though. They're both valid. Uh, the The other thing that I liked about this one, and I think it was more subtle and more nuanced than when Clank went crazy yeah, in the Russell, original, was Ru- Russell. I really like Russell's character arc in this one. Russell's character was great. Uh, I, I really liked him. He's from across the universe. I've only seen him in two things, but I like him in both things. Uh, but, yeah, he was solid. I, I liked how he was really like the, like the good friend. He was taking care of him, and he starts – he starts to go into madness a little bit and kind of oversteps his balance. And I like that David tried to be like, I'll, I'll hold the gun for a little bit. You've been holding it the whole time. And, you know, he's 
he's sure that he's sick, but he's not quite ready to give up on his friend yet. And then once the friend, once Russell realizes he's sick, he's just like, can I just walk with you a little bit longer? I'd like to try to be of use for you for a little bit longer. And then he ultimately sacrifices himself. But did he need I liked to that. go out that way? No, I, I think he could have just kept going and yeah. just distracted him. I think that would have been... Um, or he could have just hid behind the car and just started firing so that they would have to come forward and then there would be more noise and more distraction. I think that's what I would have done was hid behind the car like he did for a little bit and start doing pop shots from there, forcing them to open fire and try to flank him. That's what I would have done. Yeah, not kill yourself. Uh, it didn't what make you guys sense for him. Think about the car wash scene. Uh, I thought it was weird that he punched through the window. <laughs> I mean, he's ragey. I I, that, it, it didn't seem like he'd done enough damage to it before he was able to rip it off. I do agree. But I did like the visual aspect of it. Of like, you'd see something, but then the soap would spray on the screen, and then a wipe, and then it wouldn't be there anymore. Uh, and there's a point where Russell's like sh- sticks the gun out the window to try to shoot, and then the car wash takes the gun. Yeah. And David's like, what the I fuck? He goes, I saw moving. It's a car wash. Everything's fucking moving. <laughs> and then uh, Danielle Panabaker, you think, is safe. And then, like, they just drop, like, a hose down and yanks <laughs> her out of the car as they drive by. Oh, broke, and then they happen to be jumping out of the car anyway. Then the helicopter blows up the car because it was waiting for them. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I, like, I thought that was a pretty cool sequence. I did like when they also, like, he finds the family of the guy that he um, shot at the beginning of the movie. And oh, he yeah. has like the son knifes his hand to the the floor. And then they're going to like torture the wife. And then he like has to like rip his hand out of the floor. And he stabs the woman with the knife still in his hand. I think that scene really established that they were still intelligent. Right. And, and that's, it's almost like um, Resident Evil seven. A little bit. I know obviously this movie came out well before, but kind of the crazy rage and, shit like that like resident evil 7 i think was probably to me was like the most scary resident evil game in terms Bio of just being like scary <laughs> i think it was supposed to be more scary than a lot yeah of them. i it creeped me the fuck out I haven't played if it. i'm being perfectly honest with you no it's super creepy. you should absolutely play it. it's i mean it's like the first one that's in a first person's per- perspective and it's it's creepy it's super creepy and disturbing there are some scenes, like all there's yeah some scenes in the game where it's like pt almost yeah, it's fucking weird, bro. How do you guys like the design of the crazies? I uh, I liked it. It I made the sense evolution that... of them. I I don't know, like I, like the one in the jail cell. I like how he's just weird at first, and then gets a little self injury, but trying to like trap the guys, and then he's fucking all bloodied out. That was cool. What I think it makes sense from a physiological standpoint. So initially, like that same guy shows up to Judy at the doctor's office uh, because he his wife says she's he's acting funny and he repeats himself a couple she goes like how are you doing he goes he just kind of stares off into space and then she like repeats the question he goes i'm fine you know she worries too much and then he goes silent for like five to ten seconds and then he says the exact same thing unprompted so it's just like a little off and then he he sets a trap like he goes and turns on the, the tractor the mom goes out to investigate he goes in to try to kill the son the son hides the mom goes back and then he ends up locking him in the house and setting it on fire and then, yeah, like Double D said, he's just in the jail and he starts getting gnarlier and gnarlier. But they say they have an extreme fever. Their heart rate's elevated. So it kind of makes sense. Like, it just seems like they fucking are bursting capillaries everywhere in their body. And that's why they're all veiny and bloody and whatnot. Like, I think it kind of makes sense. What? I do have a question about that uh, lawnmower scene. Why would she stand right in front of it? <laughs> right in front and yell? <laughs> yeah. Like he can hear? Yeah, I wrote that down no too. Sense. The other thing that I really liked about this movie, another interesting touch, was... Um, the government went and booted every car 
So that's, if yeah, the, that's, on the off chance I miss somebody, <laughs> that is a lot of work, but they're trying to prevent people from getting out. Like this military knew exactly what it was. Like the day after the crash, you know, David saw a couple like SUVs roaming around, keeping an eye on things. You know, they immediately show up. They set up quarantines. They did have a quarantine status. Like you're infected, go here. You're not infected, go here. Um, you know, they were reviewing everything with satellite footage. They had the helicopter, you know, trolling, you know, making sure that nobody was still there. I like this was a much gnarlier military like this was. And then they ended up nuking the town still. So like this was a much more prepared military and it was kind of fucked up in that one. <laughs> this was another great scene with Russell. There's they're going down the freeway. They see the black SUV and they're pretty much at a point where like there's nothing they can do. So David goes in the middle of the street and he's just going to start shooting at the car, hoping he can get the car to stop. And Judy's like, what are you doing? He's like, I need that fucking car. And then Russell throws a spike strip out the car. The SUV fucking flips like a million times. <laughs> he's going to, he's about to kill the driver. And David's like, I want to talk to him. And the guy's like, like super unapologetic. He's like a plane crash. What do you want me to say? God, I think like, he doesn't give a fuck that these people are people and like trying to survive. And then Russell just shoots him. He's like, you said you want to talk. You talked. And then like, it, it's, there's enough good stuff in here that I think made the movie interesting. But once again, I don't think it changed any. I don't think it was groundbreaking in any way. No, I don't think so either. Let's see. Anything else that was still called Trixie? Oh, I, I also liked when Russell it, like f- just shoots the rifle over and over and over again to like waste the ammo. He's this fucking heavy and then shoots it a couple times, and then drops it because he just doesn't want to carry the rifle anymore. I thought that was pretty great. Uh, They see all the dead bodies. That was cool. I li- I did like the truck stop scene. What did you and, think uh, about the uh, turning off the water scene? Did you think that was necessary? Um, yes, I do, because it kind of showed because this was before the military was involved, right. and it's just it 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 sets up David for being the hero, right? Doing what he thinks is right. Yeah, so I, I think that's it, it really the only scene. thing I accomplished is showing that David is going to do what he thinks is right no matter what. Right. So I I did th- I mean it was only like a twenty second scene, so I don't think it really did much with the it didn't really slow down the movie much. So I definitely didn't mind it. Well, uh, it was that plus talking to the mayor about not the mayor. Yeah. But still like once again, it's just, yeah, I guess the, it, it just shows once again, I think it just establishes that character. Like he's a good person. So I'm for it. I don't care. He doesn't care. It's fine. It's totally fine. You guys want a little bit of trivia on this one? Give it to me. Like, so the, when he's walking around town, when he first sees the SUVs, um, he sees a woman on a bike who's kind of like singing yep. as she's going around. She was Kathy in the, or no, she was Judy in the original. Oh, really? Oh, that she was the, yeah. the, the girl. Or no, Car- maybe she was Kathy. Give me, give me one second. Let me double check what it was. No, she was. She the, was... the daughter. No, no, you're right. I'm sorry. That was Kathy. Um, the other thing in the jail cell, if you look carefully. Uh, there's a couple times you can kind of see some graffiti and it says Romero for, you know, George <laughs> Romero and uh, Elizabeth Banks was supposed to play Judy, but she had already done Slither and she thought this was too similar to Slither. So she uh, passed it off. Passed oh, it Slither. It. She's Slither's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Slither is pretty solid. It's good. It's good. Um, I don't really have much to talk about beyond that. I, I did enjoy it. I think there were some pretty interesting kills. The ending, you know, kind of sets up, not necessarily a sequel. Like they could have made a sequel off of this if they wanted to. 
But it also just kind of shows that it's not necessarily a happy ending because they nuked the town. Although, like, the woman looks directly at the nuke as it's going off. <laughs> yeah, her and eyes they were close up. enough that, like, the truck, like, got lifted up and, like, the axle broke. So they had to, like, walk miles to um, Cedar Rapids. And then, like, like there's a satellite. Anyway from, like... Oh, they would definitely get the cancer. They'd get the big C. But they uh, they walk into Cedar Rapids, and then you see a satellite imagery, and it says, you know, Cedar Rapids population, 150,000. Um, start containment or something yeah. like that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't we have, like, tons of megaton bombs that are, like, almost as strong? What do you mean? As, as nukes? Like... Aren't there? Oh yeah, there's like hydrogen weapons is it, and other. Do they bomb- only use a nuke to to destroy the virus, or like with it? I don't know. Uh, there are definitely like huge bombs, like they're like hydrogen bombs that you know don't do as much radiation. But I don't think there's anything beyond like nukes still for like overall blast radius. But I I think they may have used some other bombs that you know don't do radiation because they don't want fallout. They would definitely have to probably do one for Cedar Rapids. <laughs> yeah, for sure, but not not a. What, Ogden? Ogden Marsh? Ogden Marsh, no. I don't think that deserves a nuke. Nah, probably not. Probably not. Uh, this one was interesting because this this one didn't go airborne, right? This was just water, right? Yeah. Um. Well, they kind of implied it because they the, in that barn scene, right? The they he the start the soldier was like, oh, they told us not to take off the mask. They said that, but I think that was more to. I don't know. I'm torn then, on that because what's her name? Other Judy, people didn't seem to really get. Must have gone airborne now. No, she. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. But that maybe that was just a precaution. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting, going back to the original, actually, was they they said like that in the original it did go airborne. Yeah, so it was, they said it was highly. Contagious. It was in the water, then it was airborne, and then they talked about how it only affected primates. So, you know, it, it was, as long as there's no monkeys around, <laughs> like your animals are safe for some shit like that. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny. But uh, I I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to talk about on this one? Not really. Timothy Elephant. I like Timothy Elephant. He's everything I strive to be you as I No, I do what age. I'm capable of. <laughs> this, I think this is the second movie that we've covered that he's in. He's technically in the Italian job, briefly. Technically. Oh, no, no. It was gone in 60 seconds. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. The, I apologize. Okay. I apologize. Timothy Elephant. I think he's pretty great. And uh, <laughs> fuck you, Double D. <laughs> fuck Tim the Elephant. <laughs> oh, I liked when Scotty died. Who, who, who's Scotty? Scotty oh, was the, the dumbass yeah. kid. Oh. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, he was good. Dumb. Was he infected or not? I don't. Probably I don't think not. So. I don't think dumb. so. I think he's just stupid. He like ran at some soldiers who were like killing people. So good. Dumb. Oh, you know what? One other thing that I didn't bring up that I really liked in the original one. The there's a point when like they're doing one of the eighteen montages in that movie. Uh, <laughs> there's a point where they're in a house and you see this old lady knitting, and a soldier walks up to her and she just like stabs, stabs the hell out of her with a yeah, knitting yeah, needle. Yeah. But then leaves one in him and goes back to like knitting, and she keeps like as she's pulling on the thread, like you see him moving a little bit, and like you just see the thread attached to this dead or the the yarn just attached to this dead man uh actually i don't even think he was dead i think he was just like twitching and everyone's yeah. like oh my god but yeah I, I did like how she just goes back to knitting after stabbing a guy also oh there was one that that scene where uh the, the... tried it or the the pitchfork no that was <laughs> tried it no, oh, the scene in the newer one early. where timothy elephant gets stabbed in the hand and he then he stabs the lady in the neck with his hand yeah 
Yeah. I, I said that. He already. definitely we should have gotten this. infected right there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what For I was thinking. Sure. Well, I, what I think the implication is is, is that his new? wife is a doctor, and they probably did some first aid that was done off screen. Uh, yeah, but I don't think. <laughs> it, I mean, the thing is, this happens in movies all the time. Like, there are so many movies where people get shot through the hand or stabbed in the hand or something like that, and then they just walk, go the rest of the movie like it doesn't affect them. Like, but then he like no, but I'm talking about like, crazy like, infected. He touched her with his blood. And, and her yeah, blood. So her blood is all up in Right, blood. but maybe it, maybe it isn't actually airborne. Maybe it is only digest. But we don't know enough about the virus. I get what you guys are saying. Maybe he's immune. We don't know. But the other thing that was just like, what drives me crazy is anytime I see this in a movie, I'm like, you can't use that hand. At all. For the, like, oh, yeah. Wasn't he no. using that hand but to turn like the, the car key? I was like, how are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. He's able to fire a gun. He's able to use hold a weapon, no problem. <laughs> use the lighter. Driving is not a problem at all. It doesn't hurt his hand. No. I think one thing no. we can say for sure is he's going to die in Cedar, Cedar Rapids. Good. <laughs> Good. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want him to die. <laughs> Timothy Elephant's like, great. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we do need to ask the question. Is this an, was this Was this remake worthwhile? Was it necessary? Did it add anything to cinema? Cinema? Did it improve on the original? Any, any, any and all of those above. Just, um, oh, yes. I'm, yes. No. Maybe. I'm gonna say. Yes. No. Maybe. Judging from the original, it did not need to be remade. As like I could have gone my whole life without seeing either of these movies, but I'm glad it was remade because this is a much better movie. Yeah, I think this is. I mean, obviously, 2010 was like the era of remakes. Like we, so many movies were getting remade back then. Um, and obviously we still have a lot now, but I really think the early 2000s to mid 2000s were like remake, like just all the time. Uh, and you know, Dawn of the Dead in 2004, dude, or 2005, 2005 was really good. And I think, you know, they wanted to try to capitalize on George Merrill property still. But yeah, I, I think this movie didn't have a big budget. Like it made its money back. It was moderately successful. Um, it could have done a sequel. It made enough money that it could have done a sequel. I'm glad that it didn't push for one. Hmm. What about you, Alex? What do you think? I am going to be the contrarian, and I don't think it was a good remake. I I, I watched Why? it. I I find it more watchable, but I think the original was more. It was at least trying to tell something interesting in that. Like, like what we established earlier, we couldn't figure out what the satire was. What the I, message I think was. because like it, it's it's doing like the military is not necessary. I think that's more interesting is that the military is not necessarily bad because they're they are trying to do good. It's just that they happen to be inept, and we get to see the point of view from the townspeople. But with the remake, like that, that it's just very ones. straight through. Like this is the townspeople, and these are the bad people, and it just makes it well, you know like a typical movie at least. I guess I can see that. I, I just think the problem is also this is the original was so hokey because obviously it had bad, you know, no budget, and it just wasn't planned very well. Like so much of it was redundant and just like the same stuff over and over and over again. Yeah, if if we could get the original, like if someone could tell that story really well, I think that would be really interesting. But uh, yeah, that's not yeah, what yeah, this I don't think is. we need another remake though. Like I, it's torn. Like I think if you took the crazies from the new one and the action from the new one. And kind of combined it with the ineptitude of the military and just the lack of understanding. Because although we didn't know a ton about the virus, like everyone seemed to know exactly what was going on from basically the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. I I can see. That. I think you could merge the two and make a better movie. I guess I guess you can say that. I guess that's fair. 
Yeah, I, I would want to watch one. But if that. you had to go back and rewatch one, it's going to be the new one. Yeah, yeah. Like, gun to your head, I said, <laughs> I'm going to murder you, Alex. I'm going to drive to San Francisco and murk you. Unless you watch one of these again, which one are you going to watch? I don't know. Oh, she had the sweeping lady. That, that was pretty good. Sweeping lady. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> you don't pick one. Which one are you going to pick? I guess I watched the two of the old fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Double D, same question. I'm going to murk you. Yeah, I'm going to watch you watch? the elephant. Make fun of him. All right. Well, that's it, I think. I think we've. You don't know what I'm capable of. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to Remake Rewind. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at MDX Pods. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. We've got one more Halloween special that we're going to be doing. We're going to be covering Let the Right One <gasps> <Yes>. In <laughs> next. And uh, I think the other one is just – are they both called Let the Right uh, One In or is the other one just called uh, – let- Oh fuck! Now I forgot. Let let the one in. Let no, oh, something. Let yeah, me in your we're gonna, we're, we're gonna watch him. One's one's like Swedish or Danish. The other one's American. Pennsylvania. Very very similar. But it's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be good. They're both good yeah. movies. Good movies. Two years in a row hey. with a Chloe Moretz remake. Oh, yeah. oh, Carrie. Oh no, maybe it's no. We didn't do Carrie last year. It was the year before. Really? Yeah, we're gonna do two. Yeah, yeah, because that was when Dustin was still on the show. Oh damn. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. Right. Bye. Later. Happy October, dudes.